right, my talkers. It's finally here. It is Friday, and uh, I'm in for Grant once again. And it's time to have some fun on this Friday. It's a beautiful day out. It's going to be a nice, warm weekend. So let's get it started off right. Lori and Julia, how are we doing? We couldn't be happier that it's Friday. You know, last week, you know, we had a little day off with our birthday party. So it felt like a four day week. Wasn't that kind of (laughs) nice? We always love the four four and three day weeks, Josh. We really are becoming reliant on that. Yeah, that was uh, that was quite the birthday party. Let me let me just add that. Yeah, super fun. It was mostly fun because we had the day off from doing our show. Yeah, I know, Jason yeah. took over. We just got to sit there. Plus, uh, shout out to Lush. That was a fantastic facility. Yeah, it was Great place nice? to host that. Yeah, so. it really was. Okay, so um, last night I did not go to Machine Gun Kelly. I thought I had an invitation to go to a suite. Thank goodness I didn't buy a cheap ticket. Because the person whose invitation you even thought you had didn't go. That's so right. So that was a real good real, mix-up. Real good. So I, thought, I followed the concert along by following Chris Riemann Schneider's tweets and Ross Rayla. So it was, first of all, 14,000 people, so almost sold out. Wow, a lot of people were there. Well, it's Avril Lavigne, too. So here's Chris's first tweet. So this is a concert review and tweets. Machine Gun Kelly was smart to book uh, Willow Smith as his opening act based on how big a chunk of the nearly sold-out crowd is already here at the X to see her. And she came on first, you know, at like whatever, 7.30, right. 7.45. And then Avril Levine coming up next. Ross Rayla, Pioneer Press. Avril Levine is four songs into her opening set for Machine Gun Kelly. The crowd is really into it, singing along with every song, including this one, her first single, Complicated. Guessing more than a few people showed up mainly for her tonight. Aha. Uh-huh. And Casey and I, were we were like listening to like Skater Boy. Remember how much we played that song this summer that came out? Love that song. Skater Boy. Loved we, her. We played it uh, whatever summer it was, 2009 or 10 yeah, it was or whatever. Eight. Yeah, 2009. I mean, look, okay. I'll look it up. So anyway, so and and Chris Riemann-Schneider said same thing. She, she crushed it. Oh, cool. Okay. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. And then Machine Gun Kelly came out... Um, Here's Ross. Uh, there's a theme running through this Machine Gun Kelly concert about how the Internet is trying to put him in a box. A large inflatable human-shaped thing with a computer monitor for a head is now on stage. I am not making this up. Here's Ross again. Machine Gun Kelly just told the crowd to shout, bleep the Internet, and it slowly defa- deflated, and that was that, and then he lit a cigarette. <laughs> what did he say to the Internet? Bleep the Internet. Oh, the crowd. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Ross. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly is currently talking about finding the true you and something about destiny and about how the internet put him in a box. Send help. <laughs> okay, that... <laughs> Who wrote that, Ross? Ross? Here's another one from Ross. Machine Gun Kelly is introducing his band member members and as each one does a mini solo. solo. His guitarist played the Purple Rain riff. The urn with Prince's ashes just fell off the shelf at Paisley Park. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Riemann Schneider, there are more pre-recorded vocals being used in this Machine Gun Kelly performance than in a Disney on Ice show. I'm telling you. Okay, review from Chris. This is the headline. Machine Gun Kelly relied on pre-recorded vocals during this high-energy but weirdly whiny performance Thursday night at the Excel. Uh, Ross Rayla, here's my Machine Gun Kelly review. It was a great show. Great is in that it's over. Oh, Hysterical, so they liked and you know, he Willow, w- they liked Avril. They liked Willow, they, they liked, liked Avril. Machine Gun. 
Yeah, you know what? Here's the thing, you know, and I guess I think Machine Gun Kelly played at the Myth. He's played at the Armory. Um, he was smart to have Willow and Avril Levine, but really and truly, I don't like, and I don't think anyone really likes when anybody is like Why? trying to lecture us or tell us about you know like that. He seems kind of exhausting. Now that we know more about him, I liked when I just like his songs, you know, I like My Bloody Valentine, the video with Megan Fox. I feel like he'd be an exhausting man to be in a relationship with like Kanye. Yes, I would agree. I wonder how long the Megan Kelly, not Megan Kelly, Megan Fox. He's not dating Megan Kelly. I know that for sure. Yeah, right, (laughs) right. Anyway, so uh, everyone loved apparently Willow and Avril Lavigne. I'm sure some people like the... Machine Gun Kelly, but yeah, I based on Chris and Ross, I was just laughing reading Those are these funny. things, and I was like, okay, I don't really have FOMO because I really don't like hearing anybody be whiny. Um, well, you like you're that money to perform? Yeah, we don't want to yeah. hear you say bleep the internet or that the internet tried to put you in a box, dude. You were rapping, and now you're selling out, you know, stadiums, right. and it seems like you've been acting. You were great in the dirt. The Motley Crew, you know, yeah. you, I don't know. I don't, we're, we don't have any tolerance for it. That's sort of what I think. There you go, Lori. Yeah. There you go. And I'm wondering how much tolerance I have left for the 94 comments. Remodel or replate pavement. Oh, oh when is that going to be done? I don't know, but it has been <laughs> going a long time. I did two different emails to save Summit Avenue today. Oh, and good. I did some emails to some city council members and suggested paving Summit, paving the whole street and not worrying about bikers and changing everything around so that everyone would have to be nervous about ever taking a right or a left off Summit yeah. and parking. And, but really, and taking down trees, fixing, fix the street summit. It's been for so many years that would just as a St. Paul person and a taxpayer, because St. Paul has high taxes, and imagine that the most one of the most beautiful streets in the city is a in pothole, the country, a pothole disaster. Yes. Oh, I love you in the world, in the world, <laughs> Julia. <laughs> Let's give it an upgrade. No, yeah, that in River Road, I'd go crazy. Oh, it went crazy, and so I did one. They don't plow, they don't pave. I said, Casey, is it okay? I sent emails under my name and your name just for double pow. Yeah, it just if you go on Summit, almost every house has a sign out there: Save Summit. Well, it's ridiculous. The bikers. We live in a cold city. There's they already have a bike lane. They do. They do already have a bike. I really, the bike, who is in charge of the biker federation? Because who's ever heading that up? I don't know. Really, the lobby, the biker's lobby. But I sure hope that the city council doesn't do something stupid. And go that through. And it's the St. Paul Park Board that's that's pushing this. And it's just like, no, stop it. it. Thank you. Machine Gun Kelly, don't whine at any more shows. And Lori and Julia, quit whining about Summit. Summit. But this has been an ongoing whine, and no one has listened. I know. No one has listened for a long, long time. All right, when we come back, we've got stories we can't get enough of, and it's a renaissance. We'll be right back. This is Lori and Julia. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. Well, it happened last night at midnight. Beyonce dropped her uh, renaissance album, which she... Let Us Know is just one of three acts, so there'll be two more albums, but this is, uh, uh, basically, it set the internet on fire, okay? From midnight last night, people were losing their damn minds. I listened 
one time through through the whole um there's 16 songs and it's i mean it's dance it is dance beyonce has given us dance that's what she was doing in lockdown she knew we didn't need any we don't need any ballads any big ballads we need to dance we need to dance we need to dance uh and um uh chris conley from every morning show had somebody i mean cbs had big freedom she talked about what it meant you know for her to be Included in the Break My Soul song. I really love the song Summer Renaissance. Um, but it, there's not a clean version. Church Girl, Cozy, Pure Honey, we're going to play later. That's the one that samples Donna Summers and Alien Superstar. But um, here's Chris Conley just giving a little bit because really every single morning show. I mean, they devoted like, you know, five Six, seven minutes, but She's not a lot deal. happening right. either. So, But they were all so happy to, I think, have like some really fun music news. But her, her when she refers to her uncle um, as her, her godmother, yep. um, because Chicago House in like uh, 70s disco music was his influence on her. And this is like, it is such a... A dance. Dance. It is, it is so good. And like Chris said, and there are no videos out yet except for the Break My Soul. But the album art, it, Cone Bras, Starry Pasties, all we posted it. It's like incredible mm-hmm. looks. So I'm thinking they must be stills from the various videos. They're probably still editing that. Yeah. And Roger Freeman said that... Uh, you know, Beyonce's team planted the story that the album leaked because he said there wasn't a drip of it anywhere. You couldn't find it. And how brilliant was that? But yeah. why Why would she, you know, I, I, no I don't know. It seems like she's brilliant about doing that uh, anyway. So, um, but but uh, there's are, there is a controversy that is just like giving a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, Kellis called... Beyonce and 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 then the guy who produced uh, her first two albums, Pharrell, called him out for sampling milkshake without a credit. They called it interpolation. Anyway, she did an Instagram, and people, I thought, oh God, girl, be careful, the beehive's going to come right, for you. But not really. But but not really. So I feel like those two are going to work that out for sampling that without permission because. There's other, you know, Janet Jackson gets a nod in Pure Honey. You got Donna Summer is actually sampled in in um Pure Honey also. And so I don't know what's going on with that, but um But this is the, the beehive first... and everybody else has dropped to their knees and it is good, really good. Do you think it's gonna not do you think this this song's gonna be better than Lizzo's? Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah, okay. this out. Al- well, this this is a this is a sixteen song album, right? You know, right? It's not you know seven or eight songs, or I don't know how many are on the Lizzo thing, but I mean, I yeah, you know, I've like I, Big Energy and Break My Soul are my two favorite. These are your songs. Well, this is the first act, yeah. of three mm-hmm. parts. Mm-hmm. So, and I like what she says. No one makes albums anymore because they tell a story. It's kind of like. My boyfriend and I, yeah, um, have this thing right now where we're just picking and trying to delight each other with albums, yeah, and you have to listen to it all the way through, right? Because you never do that anymore. Everyone just a song here, a song here, a song yeah, here, yeah, a song yeah. here, and it's kind of fun to find a deep cut album that you like every song. Well, on. and this when you listen to this whole album, like it ends with Summer Renaissance, which uh, Josh and I tried, and Rocco tried to find a clean version of. It's it's just a great song. 
but she uses the mother effa yes. word in it and, yes. and just a clean one isn't available yes but how the progression of the songs are are going in this album yes are it really it tells a story yeah it's because break you start with break my soul and then it's the old-fashioned way the old we did you beyonce and yeah boy so you and Callis, I Beyonce probably doesn't even know about any of that stuff. I think so. she does by now. Well, she <laughs> maybe she does, but like she doesn't know about Pharrell and what the production right. deal was and how Pharrell screwed Callis, not Beyonce. Right. So work it out, ladies. Work it out, people. Okay. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Chris Hewitt is in. We're going to talk movies and Hollywood stuff. All right, my talkers, as much as I don't want to kill this wonderful, wonderful song, it is time to head on out to Tinseltown because we got Chris in studio for a little while. So uh, let's talk about some movies and what's going on out in Hollywood. Chris Hewitt is in the building with gummy lifesavers and movie and possibly a book review and weighing in on Will Smith. We got a lot to pack in in a half hour. Okay, so let's start with uh, let's start with uh, the thing that was on the front page of Variety today. Your review of um, Vengeance, Vengeance, the B.J. Novick movie. So good. So good. Yes, and I don't know why my expectations were a little bit low. I feel like B.J. Novick is trying to do everything. He wrote a book. He did The Office. He's an actor. He's a director. He's a writer. Can he really do it all? Yes, it turns out he can. Oh, my gosh. Um, he The movie is partly funny, which people would maybe expect because it's him. And we probably still know him best from The Office. But it's mostly not funny. It's mostly a thriller, which is about this guy who's a writer and podcaster, played by B.J. Novak who hooked up with this woman years ago in his free comp. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week, Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash LJPod50 and use code LJPod50 to get 50% off. That's code LJPod50 at factormeals.com slash LJPod50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Completely forgotten about her, but he gets a phone call saying that she's dead. Uh, and the people in her family think she was murdered somewhere in rural Texas. Oh, my I think, gosh. I think it would be West Texas. Is this at all based on a true story no. or anything? No. Okay. Although it is based on the popularity of 
true crime podcast. Got it. Okay, got so it. So they ask him to come to the funeral, and he's like, I don't, he's thinking to himself, I don't even remember who this woman is, but he decides to go anyway, and once he's there, he starts to get cash register cha-ching noises in his head because she's a dead white girl, and maybe he can turn it into a podcast because there's mysterious things about her desk death maybe she od'd maybe she got murdered he starts investigating and it turns out that basically everything he assumes about texas is wrong oh um it's twisty it's fun it's really smart ashton kutcher is in it wow oh uh, what else can i do? oh is it in theaters it's in or theaters streaming today only theaters only theaters okay and also the woman who dies who we meet via flashbacks is played by if you recall, from I think maybe the third season of America's Next Top Model, Anna Lee Tipton, who was from here. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Recently came out as non-binary and is now billed as Leo Tipton, but we have always known her as Anna Lee. Okay. All right. So, Vengeance. A it's thriller really delivered as a part. Okay. Yeah, you gave it three and a half stars. I did. And I even thought about four. Really? really? Uh-huh. Wow. Okay. That's a big deal for you. It's this is totally my jam. Really? I mean, I love a twisty thriller yeah, with so, social, totally. political implications, mm-hmm. and yeah. Okay. How fun. Okay. How about um, talk to us about um, the movie Persuasion with Dakota Johnson, the Jane Austen, her last novel. People hated it's this on movie. Netflix. It's on Netflix. Did you hate it? I don't think I would say hated. Okay. Uh, mostly because of her. I have to admit that there have been periods where I was a little skeptical of Dakota Johnson. She's Melanie Griffith's kid, so there's oh, like the whole she, nepotism thing. I think she's thing. so good. She's so good. She's so good. And she can do so many different yes. things. I mean, like she's Shades a, of Grey would have stunk without her. It would have. And yeah. I mean, she's made good movies, too. Yes. Yeah, 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 I know. It, but and, I mean, she's saying But like Peanut Butter Falcon, oh, Falcon so when good. she was in that. And then she's done a lot of different genres. That's the thing. That's like, the t- her mom had a thing that she could yes. do really well. But Dakota Jansen, Johnson is a legit actor. Yeah. And she's doing so many interesting things. And I think she's really charming and funny in this. It just doesn't seem like Jane Austen at all mm-hmm. it's still you know set in 1818 or whatever yeah uh but it acts like it's almost kind of a food fight animal housey kind of comedy so she's so that's what people don't like about and it. she's constantly tripping over things and spilling food on herself and that is not that i've read that book the character is nothing like that in the book she's very self-possessed she makes a romantic mistake which she lives to regret as mm-hmm. does every jane austen right, heroine right, right and it turns out well in the end as it does for every jane austen heroine except for jane austen herself unfortunately all right i don't even know jane austen's story well, you probably died a virgin oh. yeah Oh, you I mean you know her I mean, show? Her, I know her yeah. books, of course. Yeah. But I, Emma isn't. It's a book by Jane Austen. Yeah, that yeah. isn't the Jane Austen. No, story. That, she, the, she's like the opposite of the real Jane Austen. Which, by the way, is super fun. Emma, I think I got three. Oh yeah, so good. We loved it. Okay, uh, let's talk about a movie that Casey and I just watched last night. I didn't realize how much he'd been chomping at the bit. To watch The Gray Man. With Which, Ryan. by the way, you were dissing last time I was on. I know. <laughs> I know. I was. And I, Casey, all right, I, I liked it a little bit more than he did because he's such a fan of the books. Oh. And he felt that the Anna de Armas character, who's not in the book, because he was very excited because the setup at the very beginning is just like the very first book, how the gray men, you know, these men that exist outside of the CIA but are employed by the CIA, all of that. But he's like, this Anna Darmus, he just couldn't stand that she was taking away any thunder between 
the Ryan Gosling character and Lloyd and Fitz, the guy played by Billy Bob Thornton yeah. and the little girl, Julia Butters from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. She's so good. That gal. So he was knowing the book more. He didn't let, but I thought it was really good, except I didn't quite like all the shooting. Uh, yeah, I don't know the book, so I didn't have yeah. any allegiance to that. And I thought Ana de Armas was kind of a highlight, actually. Oh, you did? Okay. My, I enjoyed it. It's one of those movies where they go Platform. to every capital yes. in Europe and yeah. blow things up. Yes, basically. I would have liked a little more story. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, it felt like we were just sort of stringing together action sequences without really... Isn't that what the Russo brothers are good at doing, though? Well... I mean, Prior they to getting into the Marvel Universe, okay. they did stuff that was, I think, a little bit more nuanced and, and interesting, I guess okay. I would say. But I bet this will be, too. Like, once we've set up this premise, these people who are recruited out of prison to become... we can go deep into a story, because right. there's like 12 books or We can 18. find out who he is, yes. which we kind of right. never really do in this movie. I mean, Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans, I thought they both were so good. I mean, I really liked both, even though Chris Evans is a terrible man. Yeah. You know, but I mean, they're both kind of bad. They're both killers. Yeah, I know. But Ryan Gosling, there's a world weariness about him that I like more than I like in the Mission Impossible guy, Ethan, whatever his name is. Oh, interesting. Well, did you notice the scene where Chris Evans's character calls him a Ken doll? Yes, yes. (laughs) And I looked at Casey. I'm like, people always dissing your name, Ken doll. (laughs) Oh, it's such a diss. But I thought, yeah, I I don't know that. So that was just I didn't know if you'd read any of those books. No, I have no. not read any of those books. So maybe it's better if you go in without having read them and not having those expectations, which right. is often the case. Right, movies. right, right. But yeah, it's 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 a good popcorn movie. It really is. I mean, yeah. I did you watch it on Netflix? Yes, because I got to see it in a theater. That would have been better. And the scale is so large. I mean, I suppose people have big TVs, bigger TVs than I do now. Right. So. Well, he was surprised that it wasn't in HD on Netflix. That it wasn't. It isn't? A bad, no, he didn't. Oh. He didn't think it was in the definition that he's seen other films in. I. I don't oh. Know. Huh. But you know that was just in theaters for like a week. They never really planned for more than a week. No, yeah, yeah. It's, it might have been a um, contractual obligation to release it in theaters or something. Right. Like this Ron Howard movie that is starting in some theaters this week. What's that the one? 13. 13 Lives. Yeah. It's so good. Is, is it? So oh, good. Okay. Was, so good. Is it here, here in town? No, it only is opening in theaters and I think maybe New York, LA, and Chicago, but it will be on Amazon starting a week from Friday. It's the story of, sorry, I didn't mean to yeah. segue us into this. The, the the people who rescued those boys who were caught in a cave in Thailand oh, in 2018. Oh, yes, the soccer players. Viggo Mortensen and Colin Farrell. Played oh. the rescue. It's really, really good. Ron Howard knows how to do the true life stories. He's so good at it. Well, here's my thing. I, when it started, I was like, oh, this is going to be gloppy and sentimental. Okay. All that thing that Ron Howard sometimes yeah. does. It's not. It's, it's really straightforward and matter of fact, and it is inspiring and beautiful because the story is and there are so many details i did not know right oh, even fun. though i followed along yeah right. we all did we were just kind of transfixed it was just the craziest most unthinkable that these kids are trapped 
Yeah, and the movie helps you. Like, I remember even at the time I was like, well, how do you walk into a cave and get trapped even if there is a flood? But the movie really helps you understand and, in fact, sometimes has graphics on screen that show. Okay, How here's, fast the water came. How fast the water's right. going. Here's a bend that, mm-hmm. that is only barely wide enough to get your shoulders through. Oh, right. Here's another twist oh, and turn. Oh, wow. And, wow. and are Vigo and, and Colin, are they divers in this? Yeah, they're uh, elite rescue driver divers. And the Vigo Mortensen character from the beginning of the movie says those boys are going to die that we cannot get them out and oh that sounds so good yeah it is good and it's called 13 and i don't know when, when it's going to come to amazon but friday fr- oh just a sorry. week from today week oh my gosh today. why don't they like with something like this that's really good keep it try to keep it in the movie theater longer just amazon just doesn't care well Amazon doesn't really have anything to gain from having right. it in the theater. I mean, Ron Howard probably wants the cachet of having it be in theaters, mm-hmm. but right. Amazon wants to get your money from Prime. So probably we're lucky to, I mean, we're not getting it at all here, but the cities that it's in, and it may be, I'm not sure, it may be an Oscar qualifying run too. Yeah, I would think that okay. that would be it because that sounds like an Oscar type of movie. It. I feel like it should be. It's certainly one of my favorite movies I've seen this year. Yeah. And how about real quickly, um, Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. Delightful. Did you guys see it? No, but I love your review. It's so fun. Your review is so good. Oh, thank you. She, uh, Leslie Manville, is based on a book from the 50s, plays this woman who is a charwoman in England in the 1950s, and she sees a Dior dress at one of her employer's house and just knows she wants one. So she does everything she can to get the money without really looking into how it all works. She goes to France. She shows up at Dior, Dior's uh, studio and says, I want a Dior. And they're like, well, you have to have two weeks of fittings. You have to go to the fashion show first. Luckily, it turns out she's there on the day of a show. So we see a Dior oh, fashion show. Oh, in the, the Dior, 50s. in the house of Dior, the one in... The, I don't think they actually they filmed recreated. it in it, okay. but it certainly looks enough yes. like what you've seen yeah. in, in Funny Face and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And so it's kind of a fairy tale. She's, yeah. And she's sort of both... The princess and the fairy godmother. In a How fairy do we town. watch Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris? It the is only is. in theaters. Yeah. Uh, you know, it eventually will show yeah. up. Yeah. Screen, but okay. it's currently only in theaters. So if you're looking for, like, that's an unusual movie. Oh, really fun. And it's the kind of movie, that, yeah, they don't really make that sort of movie no. very much anymore. Yeah, and where the crawdad sings. Did you see it? I did. Not a, not a fan. I've what worked in the book mix. does not work in the movie. All right. We've heard mixed reviews. Yeah. I mean, the thing I thought was great about the book was her writing about nature and the birds and all that mm-hmm. stuff, which is sort of ladled on as narration. But you're like, I don't need to hear you talking about the glistening creek because they're showing me the glistening creek right in front of me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. And yeah. then the story itself is kind of hard to swallow. Like, how does a 10 year old girl in a swamp raise herself? Well, this is what my mom hated about the book. Because <laughs> she questioned that. Yep. She's, She's going like, to hate it even more in the movie. <laughs> yeah. I told her not to even see it. All right. Listen, we're with Chris Hewitt. We're talking movies. You can follow uh, Chris, which we recommend on Twitter at. Hewitt Strip, H-E-W-I-T-T-S-C-R-I-B. Thank you, Chris. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. We're talking with Chris Hewitt, and we're talking about movies off air, and we're talking about movies we may not even be able to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) But Thumbs Up to Vengeance is the big uh, one, and Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. And um, any other movies you got that you want to... Before we play the Will Smith clip, because we want to get you to weigh in on that. Well, I haven't seen it yet. I see it next week, but I'm super excited about Bullet Train. The oh, oh yes. yeah. Brad Pitt, yes. Joey King. Did you read the book? I did not. Okay. No, I'm excited about yeah. that. Do you, What do you think? Do you have a good feeling that it might be good? 
Oh, yeah, I do. And, I, and that isn't necessarily based on anything, but it seems like the kind of movie that could be like the movie of the summer to me. It feels like it's kind of got the elements, so oh, I'm hopeful. Yeah, there, there's an interview in the New York Times with the guy who wrote this book, and he lives like in northern Japan, and they wondered, you know, this in this interview, are you... Because the bullet train is so associated with Japan. Right. You know, this it was the first place to have this super, the super fast. fast train. And I happened to live in Japan when this came out. And so it was mm. just like we all got it. Like, I think as a school group, we went on a school trip to take a trip on the bullet train. Because it was so fast. Because it's so fast. But he was like, are you upset that there aren't any Japanese actors in this or anything like that? And he said, no. He said, the premise of my book is these multiple assassins on this train it doesn't it's not my job to be you know the japanese yeah like all of that they were just trying to because you know making is this what you interviewers do sometimes trying to come up with controversy yes right yes (laughs) yes absolutely against each other yes there you go (laughs) brad pitt i heard joey king said about you right exactly no not not, you're not gonna do that all right well this was interesting today so will smith decided that he was going to be public he's come back from the ashram or wherever he's been since (laughs) Mm -hmm. in the last four months four months after he slapped chris rock during the oscars he decided he would post a video to instagram to me the most difficult way to understand something is someone giving you the instagram like to be serious be and then you know it looks like this psychiatric office you know like it's it's it, it was so staged with multiple cameras it was to me, that was right away. I was just like, my... He didn't want to sit down with anyone and talk about it. He just wanted to um, tell everyone his apology out loud. And it was in a stage-looking thing that looked like an office environment. Yeah, very mm-hmm. very scripted. And he's controlling the narrative. He asked himself the own, his the own questions. questions yeah. And nothing, nothing could be explored. And so, like, was it really necessary? But we'll play just a little bit of it. Okay. And he goes on to goes, say some bad words. And, yeah. and he said, like, Chris Rock, you know, Chris, you know, I probably, the ball's out. in your court. No, I've reached out to Chris Rock and he's not ready to talk to me right but now. But the ball's in your court. He mm-hmm. does say that, which is very passive aggressive. I do not understand why he did this video. Uh uh-uh. uh. I don't either. And he also says I and <laughs> I. my a lot. Like, it's all about him in the same way. Like, I remember reading shortly after the slap. Some people saying a lot of the things he said were like classic abuser things of saying, like mm-hmm. he was protecting his woman or whatever, right, 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 all that stuff, like making excuses. And it doesn't seem like the ashram has really changed that narrative at all. Like, no, he's still essentially not necessarily taking credit for it, and it's all about what it did to him, not what it did to anybody else. And yeah, I mean, he does mention his kids and Jada, but it's it's five minutes, and he does, you know, it to me, it felt like therapy out loud. Mm-hmm. therapy out loud like he's not done processing everything maybe that he's you know working through because i don't have any doubt that he's embarrassed and ashamed yeah. no, 100%. i don't doubt that at no, all of course and it's costing him money it's costing him a lot of money and yeah, it's roger freeman out. said he's got a terrific movie that was supposed to come out in november that the studio doesn't know what to do with oh the one about enslaved people yes wow um, I can't remember what it's called, but he's like, they don't know what to do. And, and he wondered if this is like an attempt at, you know, like maybe showing the studio. But 
to me, I, he just should sit down with Oprah after he's finished his therapy, after he's forgiven himself, whatever. But wait, we we did not need this insta scripted the psyche psychiatrist sage apology today. Yeah, whoever his PR people are, I do not think they're doing a good job. Do you think they messed up that night and they messed yes, up like that a night couple was of days huge. later? Yeah. Going out partying all night. I mean, some of what I. I said to Lori, because I feel like we're a married couple. Yeah. I said, I would have. No, Lori and I. <laughs> and if it was her and she did that, I would have walked out and left him her there because I would have said, there is something clearly wrong with you and you deal with it. Mm-hmm. And then if I would have met up with her later and she was going out partying, I would have dragged her by the ear into right. the car to get her out of there. You are missing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get it together, woman, and we'll discuss tomorrow, but you clearly are off. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, everything if, was off, and no one told him, you're so off right now. If only because it made his subsequent narrative hard to swallow when he, he was happily dancing along to get jiggy with it right horrible. afterwards and did not yeah. seem to be in pain. And then and, he went on Instagram the day after that and read basically what a lawyer wrote for him. Because remember, they didn't yeah, know they, if, if he, he was, was going to be arrested or, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know, you have like maybe 48 hours to charge someone for and assault. It, I don't know. It, such a long period of time has gone on right now. Why not just wait a little longer? And, it, and, it, and do an actual sit down interview where somebody can question you and you can feel like a real person. Yes. And Julia. not a I mean, he really clearly wants to control everything. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think the mention of Oprah, I mean, maybe she didn't want to do it, which I wouldn't blame her. But, but I mean, that's oh, what everybody would. thought immediately. Why wouldn't he sit down with someone? Somebody, when he's ready, because I don't, based on what he's saying, he's still not ready. Yeah. I'm trying not to think of myself as a piece of crap. We really don't we, care. At, real I mean, quick, he's talking yeah. about what a bad place he's in. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, but. I have the direct response that he has, just for like 10 second clip real quick. Hang okay. On. I've reached out to Chris, um, and the, mes- the message that came back is that uh, he's not ready to talk, and when he is, he will reach out. Thank you. Um, yeah. And then he said, the, Chris, the ball's in your court. Yeah. Which, which is, is very passive-aggressive. Yeah. I mean, it should be in your court to make amends. And also the thing at the end about our promise, we'll be friends again. Well, how can you, A, promise that, right. and B, is that also what we're looking for? No. <laughs> no. Yeah, and I and I guess, mm. you know, we over the weekend, Chris Rock kind of addressed it because he did the stand-up with Kevin Hart, and he just said, you know. He, don't, he doesn't go to the hospital for paper cuts. Right, about <laughs> the slap. So it's just a weird, weird it timing. Felt the timing was just, weird. No, it's off. It's off. And that, I think, is weird, too, because nobody thinks the ramification of this is him getting hurt. No. It's the humiliation mm-hmm. and it's the idiocy of doing it on national television and right. apparently having no And it's no one black man straight, you know, striking another black man. So, I mean, that right there is just like, oh, no. Yeah. And then, you know, did Jada make him do it? No, she didn't make him do it. Yeah, that was a really weird question, too. Yeah, yeah it's not her he, fault. He, he yeah. was laughing at first, and then Ada, Jada gave him the eye to stop laughing, and then that's how he reacts. Ugh. Oh, yeah. I, I hadn't interpreted the eye that way. That's interesting. Oh, yeah. he did. Oh, every woman he knows did. what that eye is. Shut up and stop. <laughs> he did. Okay, 